Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to The Crossroads. This is episode 320. Happy Memorial Day weekend to all of our United States listeners out there. Hope you're out there enjoying your uh, three-day weekend with a barbecue, a dog, a burger. Uh, hopefully you're outdoors uh, and having some fun. But in the meantime, we have some great ghost-busting podcasting coming your way. We're going to talk about a certain release date, possibly for an animated movie. We're going to talk about Ghostbusters 101 number three. whole bunch of stuff. Stay tuned. Still playing with toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Don't look at me. I think these people are completely nuts. So you had your three-day weekend this past weekend. We have our three-day weekend uh, this yeah, weekend. That's right. It's Memorial Day weekend for you guys. Yep. Victoria Day weekend. Victoria Day. Did, you, uh, did you get out of town, or were you uh, just taking advantage of having the day off? Uh, no. Uh, I had some fam- family visiting, and we got mm. in the car and took the ferry across to Vancouver Island and oh, nice. hung out for a couple of days. And oh, that's great. Came home and barbecued. and yeah. That sounds like a great three day. Like that's what I should be doing with my Memorial Day weekend. Right. But I am not. I'm spring cleaning. <laughs> Toward, turn, we turned towards uh, England and uh, you know uh, supplicated ourselves before the Queen. You <laughs> I know, was going to say, thing. do you bow? Do you curtsy? Do you uh, <laughs> do you take a knee? Is that like bending the knee for the Queen? I don't know how that quite works. <laughs> well, no, it's Canada. It's mostly just eat hot dogs and <laughs> drink beer. Drink a few beers. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Yes, which means, um, which is weird because it means we still have Memorial Day long weekend movie openings, just like you guys. Right. Only right. Work days are still the same, so there's strange things like people going, "I'm going to the seven o'clock of such and such on Thursday night." And I was like, "Why? That doesn't open till tomorrow." I was like, no. Oh no! Yeah, that's up for the long weekend. long weekend. Yeah, exactly. Go go see those movies now. Go see. What was it? It's like Pirates and Alien and a whole bunch of movies. Yeah. Alien oh, and Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman. Last weekend. Wonder Woman is next weekend. This yeah. weekend is Pirates weekend. Oh, my God. Every weekend. Yo, ho, ho. Another movie. Bob O'Rum. That's right. Uh, well, hey, so speaking of uh, our, our British friends, uh, I thought we should quick, you know, do do a shout out to uh, all the people in Manchester because I know that we have the Welsh Ghostbusters uh, listening and uh, a few of our, our uh, fa- franchises across the pond who yeah. uh, may have been affected by everything that happened there. So There's a number, a number of good teams in the UK there, and uh, and uh, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the various kingdoms the, fair, united, yeah, the of various the united kingdoms. Part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, so, so regardless, you know, we hope you're all safe. We, uh, we know a lot of you have hurting hearts uh, because of, of things that have been happening. But uh, I do know that uh, the NHS is still looking for blood. Uh, so, you know, big... I, knowing that they had their quote of blood and then they were looking for more, I think any anybody who wants to donate blood over there, you know, uh, go go check that out. So if you're listening to this and you're in the area, you can find a donation center by going to blood.co.uk, and uh, they'll they'll point you toward the places that uh, need your donation. But yeah, uh, thinking about you guys and uh, hope hope everybody out there is is doing well uh, as as best as can be expected. So. Uh, but regardless, we've got a good show coming up for you guys. We've got uh, lots of news. Um, I have on the rundown, ladies and gentlemen, like a two-paragraph thing here that we're going to talk some speculation about some dates. We had uh, 
somebody out there that was doing a beautiful mind writing on their window thinking that they've discovered the future of Ghostbusters, so we're going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, lots lots to talk about, including Ghostbusters 101 number three, which we'll also kind of delve into. Um, again, we'll, we'll do a, a big cyclotron for that, but uh, number three is a fantastic issue, so uh, Chris, you and I would be remiss if we didn't say something about it. Of course. Uh, but yeah, so lots, lots of stuff coming up. You want to just jump into it? Sure. All right, here we go. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, Chris, let's start. Let's start with the speculation game. Let's. No. (laughs) I hate speculating. I know, I know. Well, here's because we haven't really talked about this and you know we we usually try to keep just to the news we try not to talk about rumors we try not to talk about speculation um but i think that this is kind of a fun one um because our our friends out there at gb universe news they saw at the licensing expo that sony pictures has planted a flag on july 24th 2020 for an, a, an untitled animated film. Now, that could mean anything. It could mean uh, Smurfs 2. It could mean they're going to plan a Angry Birds 3. We have no idea. But uh, it did lead to some interesting speculation. And I think we have a few clues that we can sort of start drawing to. Maybe that is the date for the Ghostbusters animated film. Um, so let's, let's kind of run through the facts. And then, Chris, maybe you and I can talk about a few things here. But sure. So we know that uh, the Spider-Man anim- animated film, the Hotel Transylvania 3, what are we on? 2, 3? Three. I think we're on three, 3 at this point. Both of those hit in 2018. Uh, we also know that Angry Birds 2 hits on uh, 2019. So, okay, those are their three other big animated films that we know that they're working on. Uh, Surf's Up was the other big animated franchise that Sony had, and I think that's done. I don't think we're going to be seeing any more of those films. So that leaves this July 2020. What could that be? Now, some people are saying that could be a Spider-Man sequel film, um, which would make sense because if the first one comes out in 2018, knowing that the lead time is about two years uh, for an animated film, sure, that makes sense. Maybe they've staked a claim to do another uh, animated Spider-Man film. Um, But, so let's... Let's do a little tale of the tape of things that we do know. So we do know when we talked to Ivan Reitman and Dan Aykroyd uh, back during the VR uh, event, which you can hear that podcast, that was our 100th episode where we talked to both of them. They both told us us that they were still working on a script. And that was April, like uh, mid-April, early to mid-April that we talked to them. So if they're still working on a script, let's say about a month ago, there's a good chance they're probably still working on that script as you listen to this uh, at the end of May, early June. Um, but that said, we're here at 2017. We know that the film was originally announced for 2019. So if they're still working on the script, knowing the two year lead time, it's still feasible for that movie to come out in 2019. But we do know that they've already staked a claim for Angry Birds 2 for 2019. Why would they compete against themselves? All right. Interesting. Uh, so 2020 starts to make sense. Now... (laughs) Things that are not tail of the tape, uh, I'm trying to remember who who said it, Chris, and maybe you can recall, but I know on the Ghostbusters 101 cover that had the JL5 2020 that we've seen on the Ecto-1A, somebody was saying, oh, there was a misprint in there that it's July 5th, 2020. Uh, No, I think that's reading too much into it. I don't think that uh, the cover artists on Ghostbusters 101 know uh, what's happening there. But um, what else do we have? 
Oh, IMDb. Okay, so there's there's some a uh, little bit of a little bit of uh, fact, which I don't know if we can trust IMDb, but we do know that Fletcher Moles has been the director of the film for quite some time, listed on IMDb. But a couple of weeks ago, they updated that to filming, which for an animated film is not quite filming obviously that means like production or storyboarding or something has happened so if that happened at the end of april they were working on a script end of april hope you guys are following here if you've got your chalk on the the dry erase board or chalk on a dry erase board your chalk on your chalkboard i know how things work chalk on the dry erase board will ruin it it will it will ruin it yeah uh, but anyway, so so yeah, Fletcher Mules, uh, but a couple weeks ago, they updated that process, um, the status to filming, and they added a second director, Darren Nefsey. Uh, so that was that was interesting, too. At the same time that they switched the status, they added a second director to it. And Darren, um, well, so, so Fletcher Mules, uh, he's a props guy. He worked on uh, Star Wars Attack of the Clones, I want to say, and, and a couple other big films like The Matrix. Um, but not necessarily, he's not a big animation guy. Uh, Darren is the creator and showrunner of Star vs. the Forces of Evil, which is on Disney XD. So it makes sense if they've got a script that everybody likes and they're going to start production. And Fletcher doesn't really know animation that well. Maybe they hired a co-director to come on and help him through the production process. So that that actually makes a lot of sense. So maybe the movie is actually going forward. Um, so, all right. So reasons why... Oh, oh, and one more thing that I should add before you and I start chatting about this, Chris. This is this is more for the deposition here. Uh, I stopped listening when you brought the Illuminati in, frankly. <laughs> if you if you fold a dollar bill, no. Uh, Star versus the Forces of Evil. One of the uh, the voice actors on that show, Maurice Lamarche. So uh, there is a little bit of a. Con- <laughs> A little bit of a connection there to Ghostbusters. That's not indicative of anything. Come on. Maurice LaMarche is in everything. This is true. That guy, he does a whole <laughs> lot of work. So anyway, so all of that said, Chris Stewart, do we think that this July 24th, 2020 date is the Ghostbusters animated movie and why or why not? <sighs> now, also keeping in mind that we've got the anniversary just around the corner, too. This, this is the thing. 2020 is not the best time to put it out. 2019 is the best time to put it out. Right, right. Summer 2019. And to that end, I would like to point out that that is a two-year run-up right now. Because some people are just doing the hard math of, it's 2017, the script's not ready, so... yeah. You know, they start next year, and that's two years, and it'll be 2020. It's like, well, if they get the script done... Or are finishing it up now? Because remember, we talked to Dan what two months ago. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's what I was trying to remember. It was beginning of April, wasn't it? Yeah, we so. haven't even hit we haven't even hit uh, you know, June yet. And if they get it relatively soon, they can still hit a summer release in 2019 with two years production yeah. time. Yeah, I mean the, the so, CG process has. Especially, you know, given some of the animation companies that are out there that they can do half hour episodes uh, per week for like uh, Star Wars Rebels and like the the workflow has really become something that is firing on all cylinders. You can do it fairly quickly for the most part. Yeah, the tools keep improving every time. Um, The effects software improves every time, like uh, which tends to tighten things up. So. It's not impossible to just do one for 2019. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Well, and, and you make a good know. point. Like they're they're at the licensing expo where they're really they're they're pushing that anniversary that's coming the on the 2019 anniversary. Pushing it so hard, it is a temp logo. They yeah. they want something there because they want people talking about it now, but the official one is not ready to go yet. Like the one that they're going to use probably starting next year, leading into right, 2019. Right. One we won't see for at least a year yet. Not ready to go, but they want their licensors talking and thinking about it so they put one together because sure. it is a focal point not ghostbusters in general ghostbusters anniversary the anniversary on 2019 yeah i mean to me that that makes the most amount of sense when i did see the july 2020 date i thought oh that i mean that seems safe but at the same time i can see them having these closed doors conversations with Mattel and Playmobil and whoever is at the licensing expo saying hey guys here's the deal in two years we're going to have an anniversary for both of the original films uh, we're going to have the animated uh, feature film coming out uh, at some point during that year. It's going to be a big year. You guys are going to want to jump on the train here and, and we'll ride this down to 2019. It'll be a lot of fun and we'll yeah. make a lot of money. Um, so, I, yeah, just that makes the most amount of sense to me. I don't think the 2020 date makes sense for Ghostbusters, even though it's, it is exciting to be like, oh, my God, maybe they are planting a flag on a release date for this Ghostbusters movie. And we now have something to work toward. It doesn't seem like the right timing. I, no. I I don't really feel like it. The more I think about it and the more that we sit here and evaluate all of the chalk on the dry erase board, uh, it's... <laughs> that's it, never going to come off. It's never coming off. Uh, that stuff, it just, it, it's just, it's it's counterintuitive. Um, and you use duct tape to put all the yarn connecting <laughs> articles together. So that's not coming off. The either. whole wall is ruined. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't think that this makes sense. I think it makes more sense for it to be a, a sequel to a Spider-Man movie, a sequel to the emoji, movie, whatever the, whatever the next movie that comes out that needs another two year lead time. I still have a feeling that 2019 is what we're, we're aiming toward. And especially yeah. they already announced 2019. Um, so you would think that they have started working backwards from whatever date that they sort of arbitrarily picked or strategically, I guess, probably picked knowing. Yeah kids are out for school in the summer let's set it here that kind of thing so i i I don't know what there is to get excited about either when the news is that it's going to be pushed back a year right like yeah (laughs) exciting would be it's going to be summer next year that's exciting yeah it's exciting that it's going to be an extra year not so much you have to wait another year yeah and Uh, it is i mean Sony is more and more playing up their animated stuff, right? Like they're trying to move into, yeah. you know, Disney, Pixar, and DreamWorks space as hard and as fast as they can. So, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, Sony Pictures Animation—they've uh, there was somebody on Twitter that reached out and said, "Boy, they're really driving their movies into the ground." And I thought, well, no, they're actually they're doing fairly well. I mean, they've got all of these franchises yeah. that they've got these sequels that are coming out, and and. Animated sequels are nothing new if you look at Land Before Time 13 and Little Mermaid 12. Like all of these movies, even if they're direct to DVD or direct to Blu ray or video on demand at this point, yeah. they make them money. So. The, the other thing to keep in mind is they may have claimed a date. You claim a date just so you can start planning and you give everybody else fair warning other studios sure yeah we're gonna push this hard so whatever you had in the works if you haven't called it you may want to <laughs> think it yep calling dibs and yeah and frankly it could be for anything like they basically could have called dibs on that weekend and they don't even know what they're gonna put there yeah. like they may be sitting here going well 
let's call that because that's three years down the line. If the emoji movie does really well, we'll put a sequel in there. Right, or right. if this other one, and they can do that all the way up to next summer, right? Like they could in now they can go, you know, uh, screenwriter, we're optioning you for whatever it is, you know, a drop in the bucket compared to the full budget. Yeah, to to do a spec script on a sequel to this movie that comes out, you know, next summer. And if it does well, it's going to get greenlit. You hear them do that all the time. Greenlit oh, yeah. right away. Yeah, they've <laughs> got to they've got to make that release date that they've because it's your your. When we were talking at the very top of the episode about well, last week was Alien, this week is Pirates, next week is Wonder Woman. I mean, it's it's crowded out there. All of these big tentpole movies now that they've. They've gone out and they've staked their claim, whatever, two years ago for these weekends. Yep. Um, you know, it's 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 so, a little bit of it's their jockeying for position. Like they're saying, yep. we're gonna have an animated film come out on that date, and I bet Disney Pixar is thinking, hmm, I wonder if we can get Cars Five out by that point, or you know, yeah. like they're they're trying to figure out how they can counter program to that and and keep it competitive. So yeah, the weekend before, let's call dibs on that for yeah. this and. That just made the everything's accelerating. I mean, movies that came out three months ago are on home video now. I can yeah. only imagine that they're projecting out these things, Jeez. things that take two years to make. They're projecting them five years out. So, oh sure, yeah, and uh, five years uh, from now, who's to say it's going to come out day and date in theaters and uh, on iTunes? You know, we're going to yeah. see the movie no matter where we are. Um, I don't know. Things may change that quickly, but. Um, exactly. So I, I think the the if we want to get excited about something, in the process of trying to investigate this, the Darren Nefsi uh, news was was actually pretty exciting to me because she is <laughs> she's got a very distinctive uh, animation style. She's got a really uh, strong sense of voice, and uh, I, I checked out some clips of of the uh, the Disney XD show that she's been working on, Star versus the Forces of Evil, and it's actually a whole lot of fun. So. Um, Taking that in mind and knowing that uh, Fletcher Mules has been on for quite some time, you know, I'm sure that they're kind of molding and figuring out the visual style and how this this movie is going to be. And that's the exciting part is even though we're not seeing it, they're they're crafting this movie now. Making uh, – picking somebody who's making a show for Disney right now is is – if you want to like really project out there and – extrapolate and get excited it's a good indicator that what they're looking at then is say a real ghostbusters or a kid-friendly pg ghostbusters one right so which makes sense it's animated it's already going to be kind of kid-friendly but i mean it kind of lends credence that maybe they'll open up that real ghostbusters door a bit yeah yeah it'll probably skew a little bit younger but at the same time much, much like real Ghostbusters, like you were saying, it'll it'll appeal to us fans, uh, and that's that's probably why this has been such a tricky thing for them to do. We've we've talked about this before, but you've got to appeal to the fans, both old and new. You've got to appeal to kids who don't know anything about Ghostbusters, and you're hoping that this is their introduction to it. Uh, hopefully, you're setting up part of you know maybe this ties into the entire cinematic universe, and they can do the live action film based upon this as well. Um, there's a lot of moving parts, so I can understand why it's uh, pretty complicated, but. Um, so at any rate, uh, I, I guess conclusion here on the cross rip is we don't think that that July, 2020 date is for the animated film. I think that's safe to say, uh, 2019, probably more likely, but in the meantime, things that I would love to see as an animated movie, Ghostbusters 101, because that third issue, as I was reading, I was probably like 10 pages into it, Chris, when I thought, Oh my God, I wish this was the animated movie. This is perfect. I mean, it's setting up. It's setting up the multiverse. 
It's setting up uh, all of these teams meeting. It's setting up the future, probably for the IDW franchise, but maybe the franchise in general. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it in non-spoiler specifics for now, because I know that the, the issue <laughs> just came out. But yes, uh, I think it's I, I think it's safe to say that the slow burn of those first two issues for me were totally worth this third issue. Did, did you feel the same way, Chris? Like, I, I just felt it was so clever the way that they did this third issue. Yeah, although frankly, what I'm feeling most of all is that these uh, issues are too short by half. I mean, it's not oh, their man. fault. I just yeah. mean it is their their typical comic book length. It's just that just when they get the issue rolling, I'm like, no, don't stop, keep going. Yeah, which is a good sign for a comic where you're yeah, it is. you're not feeling like the 22 pages are too hefty and like, wow, man, that feels like filler. It's just they, I feel like they don't have enough space. They're trying to cram everything in here as, as quickly as they can. So, um, I don't know. It's uh, again without getting too spoilery. I think what was most intriguing to me, and uh, I, I think I dropped a message to Craig Goldberg, knowing that that he and and uh, Abigail and and Jake are such fans of the uh, the multiverse theories. Uh, so they do uh, address the multiverse theory in here, and they actually explain mm-hmm. the origins of the multiverse. Uh, so uh, very cool how they've really set this up now. Um, and again, uh, I don't think this spoils anything, but it explains why there are multiple Ghostbusters and multiple uh, planes of existence, why the No Ghost logo exists in those same planes of existence. Uh, very very cool stuff. I mean, uh, hat tip to uh, Eric and Tom and, and everybody working on that book because it, uh, like, you read it and you go, oh my God, of course. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Why would yeah. that not be the case? Um, so yeah, great, great issue. Uh, if you haven't picked it up, definitely go go grab it um and as i said we're gonna do actually chris you and i've been talking about maybe changing shaking things up with the cyclotron a little bit so uh stay stay tuned on that but we will be doing a full dissertation or analysis or <laughs> something on uh two two three and four when that when that happens but a uh, mega epic round table mega epic and it may be more than a round table it may be a dining table i don't know what what's the what's the bigger version of a round table uh a uh, cafeteria table my, oh boy i don't know what do the what do the greeks call their uh an amphitheater an amp- yeah an amphitheater that might that might be That's more appropriate doing. yeah um so let's see what else do we have here chris uh oh licensing expo i mean we mentioned it earlier um, yep. there hasn't been a whole lot of news, at least Ghostbusters related news that, that has come out of it as, as I think, because they are planning for next year and the year following. Um, but, uh, you know, we did see a few pictures, Ghost Corps put up their photos from the Sony booth and we see that they are really, uh, pushing that Sony, uh, VR experience out there. So they've got the Ghostbusters yeah. VR on display and they've got people, running demos for you and, and you can probably do, it looks like it's just the first chapter still, but, um, I don't, my guess is we won't hear anything like it. We won't hear any news or reveals or deals that were signed or closed at the licensing expo until ghostbusters day, which is coming up on June 8th. Um, yes, that, that makes a whole lot of sense to me that they're probably just withholding all of that stuff so that they can do it all in one big, yeah, I mean, Ghostbusters Day, much like Star Wars Day, much like I saw Bill and Ted Day is coming up. It's the day after Ghostbusters Day. Didn't even know that Bill and Ted Day existed until, uh, you know, 24 hours ago. But, uh, it, uh, I, yeah, I, I think stuff that Sony thinks is big news will get announced on Ghostbusters Day. Stuff that littler companies 
find is like they want to crow about we may hear about before ghostbusters day yeah yeah and we have uh, the next item on the rundown is is something i mean it's not a little company by any stretch of the imagination but uh, we did get a little bit of news of from from diamond select which we'll be talking about there but uh yeah, yeah. i um uh, speaking of the photos of the the sony booth and ghost cores uh a uh, little segmenty there. There was one. I'm assuming it's a back wall to meeting spaces. Like they put the pony walls up for yeah. um, for little meeting rooms. Like they're little private meeting rooms. Yeah, yeah. And they did. And so the, they, since everything is organized into you know these artificial hallways sort of thing uh, for people walking by, there's a big stretch of you know 20, 30 meters or whatever. Uh, 20, let's just say, without going too crazy, that uh, there's a design on it that is, if it isn't on a T-shirt <laughs> in relatively short order, I'm just going to have to make it myself. Cause You're talking about the who you going to call wall? The that who one? you going to call. It is amazing. Yeah. It's like um, pictographs is not quite right. There's probably a term for it when you incorporate... Like those icons uh, or... Yeah, pictures into letters. Yeah. Pictographs is a little picture that it's just a little picture. It's a little thing. It's a little icon. But in this case, it reads who you gonna call. But each letter done in green is illustrated with two or three elements from the movie, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's, you know, like uh, the back of a proton pack, Slimer, you know, Skyline, yeah, Storm PKE clouds, meter. PKE yeah. meter. It's all a trap. It's just, it really looks amazing. Yeah, they're really doing and some great graphic design it's stuff. Be a, a shirt. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it probably will. I mean, they. I feel like that was probably pulled out of whatever the style guide is that uh, the logo that they've been using for the 35th anniversary is has been maybe. But uh, yeah, uh, I think it's or it's going to be uh, you know on the school supplies. It'll be like on the uh, trapper keeper binder that kind of thing. Um, but. Uh, it well, should be on everything by yeah, uh, by uh, first day of school. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. This time if, next if, year, get re- or this time well, last, uh, in August. Yeah, yeah. Like last year, lots of Ghostbusters stuff for back to school. Um, I think if Ghost Corps has a minimum licensor plan, it should be that every school year there's a bit more Ghostbusters stuff for kids to pick yeah, up at school. Yeah. I think that's a minimum in terms of merchandising. Well, I'm and sure that it design, did a lot of business for them too, right? There was did, so right? much. Yeah. yeah, backpacks and uh, kits and... Oh, actually, there needs to be an, an Egon-sanctioned, uh, like uh, uh, one of those... Uh, uh, what do they call them? The, but the tins that held the, uh, the all the math stuff you needed, a protractor and a... Oh, the, and a, yeah. They need one of those, like, you know, Egon approved. Yeah. Have the, it look Dr. like his, his calculator or something or, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be brilliant. Um, all right. Well, so so at any rate, I'm sure that we'll start seeing a lot of stuff. Ghostbusters Day is just around the corner, June 8th. And uh, I, I'm sure we will I'd probably not get, like, the big announcements. We're not going to get a release date for the animated film. I don't ant- anticipate that. But I do anticipate some of the announcements of whatever came from this licensing expo. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, and maybe some more VR news. Again, it sounds like since they're really um, showing off that that Ghostbusters VR experience, there's probably going to be some some news on that front. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's just there to get people excited. Like, there's nothing about the VR experience that invites licensors in. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a self-contained yeah. product all on its own. So I can only hmm. assume it's 
hello, regional sales manager for Walmart. <laughs> Put this on. There you go. Yeah. You're a Ghostbuster. Now step yeah. into this room. <laughs> Maybe that's what they do. They put the helmet on, put the wands in your hand, and as you're playing, they slowly move you into an office. Yeah, and that's, close the door. And like, and now you're trapped. <laughs> now, if you could just virtually sign this piece of paper, <laughs> yes, the haptic feedback is amazing. It really feels like you're signing. It really something, feels like you're it? signing a contract for exclusive <laughs> distribution rights of the Egon school supply tin. There yeah. you go. Uh, but yeah, so that's, I think that's, that's a good point. It's probably just there to get all of these people, these CEOs (laughs) excited and be like, yeah, Ghostbusters is is still cool. And it's still, uh, we're going to keep the lights on, uh, in between movies. So, uh, makes, makes a lot of sense. My name is Jamie Knowles and I'm a participant in the biggest interdimensional crossroads since 1909. You are a most fortunate individual. Hi, my name is Martin, and I am a participant in the biggest interdimensional crossroads since 1909. Boy, the superintendent's going to be pissed. Hi, my name is Justin, and I am a participant in the biggest interdimensional crossroads since 1909. Let's, let's talk about those Diamond Select toys uh, that we alluded to and, and things that were already announced. Um, Diamond Select are a girl's best friend. <laughs> yeah, they need a Marilyn Monroe uh, spokesperson at their booth every year. But uh, so, so the Ghostbusters 2 wave that we knew was coming was revealed, at least the first three figures, uh, through Nerdist this past week. So it looks like the first pass will be uh, Vigo, uh, Lewis in uh, Ghostbusters gear, and Ray in his charcoal suit wearing a Santa hat. Uh, and we do know that Janos is also announced, but I don't know if he's part of this first wave. Because I think the waves are threes, right? They're figures in groups of three, or is it four? I think it was three. Let's see, it was, yeah, um, Slimer was with Janine and goes. I think it is, yeah, it's threes. So anyway, so these these are the three figures that they're out there and they're promoting. Um, now, a lot of people have been commenting on... Mm, I mean, I commented on the face sculpts, but a, a few other people have been commenting on the accuracy of, of the suits and the yes. accessories and, and things like that. So I guess let's talk about the face sculpts, Chris. What, what was your impression of those before I uh, step up on my soapbox? Vigo is amazing. Yes, yeah. Lewis is okay. Yeah. Uh, Ray is really good, but a weird expression. Yeah, he looks pained, doesn't he? It just—it's well, really strange. I forgive them though because I know the photo they're taking it from. Like, remember in Ghostbusters two, there's just a a small snippet of them in their their Santa hats right, running across right. the street. But there is a, a on set photo of them in their hats that got taken with Ray or Dan rather off. I think he's on the left and he's closest and he's you know turned. Uh, oh yeah, three quarters to the camera. Is like he's a got makeup a, he's person got a, working with them, or he's got a big old smile on his face, and I think they just they just modeled that. Oh. And I think that might be why we're. I think that may be why some people react to it that way. It's because it's it's not anything we saw in the movie, right? And I don't know that everybody's seen that picture. So yeah, that's interesting. Okay, that's my thought. That's that's what I feel. I mean, he uh, to, to me, it. yeah, he he. My first impression of it was it like. 
he went to Chipotle and and you know uh, <laughs> and overindulged or something like that. That's the the face that he's making. Um, but we with, also have to bear in mind too that those were like not fine. This happened with the other ones too, right? Yeah. They're, nothing's locked in stone at this point. Nothing's you know like by the time they're showing us pictures of this and they're getting feedback, there's every chance that they're already like there was an initial pass and somebody's like tighten it up or try another pass or, you know, for all we know, they've said sculpt three and we'll pick the best, but they need to get the first one out for photos. Right. And right. Or they so need I to never do really want to come down on too hard. I, yeah. I know everybody does cause they're afraid that if we don't say something, it'll stay that way. And I think to the costume point, that's a probably, a um, uh, a better one. Yeah, a better argument to make with with those little layers that you'll get into in a second, I'm sure. But when it comes to facial stuff, you know, nobody's an idiot. They've seen pictures. They know how close it's not. If if something comes out and it's off, it's not because they didn't want to do better. It's because there was a limitation in time, limitation in resources, limitation in budget, limitation. Sure. You know, they just they're like, this is the best we could do. Yeah. So, yeah. and we saw that with Mattel. I mean, Mattel was exactly. kind of guilty of that where they said, look, we want to give you guys Ghostbusters two figures, but we can't mess with the, the body sculpts and we can't change the paint schemes. So here's what you get. And everybody's kind of, you know, on the fence yeah. about that. But so, I mean, the good news is it, it does sound like diamond select is out there listening to the feedback because I did see that Zach Oat on the, the GB fans uh, message board was interacting with people because a lot of people were saying like, look, he's missing the lifeguard and the belt is the wrong color. It's the, it's why is the leg hose there? Why is there a leg hose? There weren't leg hoses in the second movie, that kind of thing. And, uh, and, and, and they are listening in that sense, uh, to, to those, uh, it's not nitpicky details because it is, it's, it's about accuracy. Um, but at the same time, you know, they're, they're receptive to that and it sounds like they are working on it. So I I think you're, your instinct is right, Chris. This is maybe like a second prototype or a painted prototype or something just for photography uh, that they're they're still working on tooling things before they send it off to the assembly line and, and start making these figures. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd rather congratulate them on the Vigo fig and how amazing oh it my looks God. I mean, before looks great. I, I, I talk crap about the other two, right? Like that Vigo figure alone is and, – and this is in the wake of – because Mattel did one and it was – not bad either. I mean, yeah, it was okay, bad. but this one is yeah. Holy I mean, the, cow. the armor and the face sculpt on on his and and even like his his hair, like the the, the crown of his head and his hair is <laughs> like spot on. Um, yep. So yeah, I mean, there are good. I mean, it, we should have even led with that. There are some some pluses over the minuses here because Vigo is is fantastic. Um, we do know that uh, uh, Janos is going to be coming with a painting. Probably of Vigo, so Vigo probably doesn't come with his own painting. But yes, which um, is exciting because it means that Yanosh uh, probably also comes with some, uh, like a palette and cleanup brush and <laughs> stuff like that. I'm hoping for like a party hat, like a New Year's Eve uh, party hat. But uh, I wonder if that means we'll get uh, art restore uh, Dana complete oh, yeah, with there you uh, go. magnifying uh, <laughs> with the glasses. Headband. Yeah. Um, but, but also that diorama, like, so we got a better look at the diorama, not actual, just the, the drawing, the sort of scale model of, of the diorama. And it, it looks pretty impressive. I mean, that thing Mm -hmm. looks like, 
Look, if the, if the if the Zool Temple uh, diorama took up the entirety of one of those like flat uh, containers, like we were talking about, I think this is going to yeah. take up just as much space. It looks huge. It looks insane. I know. I need more space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you to prepare. And as I mentioned, I'm working on some spring cleaning myself here, and I'm like, I'm not going <laughs> to have space for any of this stuff. I'm trying to make room as it is. Sweetie, but, you don't need your books, do you? Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, exactly. We don't need a bed anymore, do we? Why is the Salvation Army truck here? Don't ask. Mm-hmm. You Better should you don't maybe know. go get a coffee and go, you know, sit on the backyard deck. You go do that and ignore all noises. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so yeah, some more more news on the Diamond Select stuff. I'm sure we'll get release date and and uh, final photos of those figures uh, soon. It seems like Nerdist mm-hmm. was just trying to get the word out there and, and get people excited. Yeah, and, and Nerdist did. They used the magic word exclusive. Right. So. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, which usually means early. <laughs> right. Early looks that will be watermarked. Yeah. Um, so let's see. There's a, a few uh, Ghostbusters answer the call items here on the rundown, Chris. Uh, the fir- sure. first of which is uh, you and I kind of went on a concept art kick uh, this past week on our, our uh, respective Facebook and, and Twitter accounts. Um, yeah. Because I, I think now is about the time where all of the artists that worked on the concept art, production art, uh, storyboards, that sort of thing, they're updating their portfolios for their next round of films. And now that the movie's out on home video and everybody sort of knows, and it's also very abundantly clear they're not going to do an art book of any sort. Uh, you know, I, th- I think all of all of the conceptual artists were like, well, great, I'm adding all this stuff to my portfolio. So we saw an abundance, like a, an art boom of everybody that worked on the, uh, and, and maybe they, were, they actually had an embargo as to when they could post stuff because we saw it all kind of at the same time. Um, but some really yeah. cool stuff, I, some ideas that I wish they actually would have used. Yeah, it's some stuff that was very close to what ended up final in the movie, but was you know had some unique twists. Like uh, there's a PK meter that somebody pointed out that the main body was very Game Boy esque. Yeah, like a Game um, Boy. Yeah, um, and some really nice. Uh, how to put it? Panoramic because it's not. It's not. They're not done in the. Um, uh, the screen, typical screen format. They're much wider yeah, pieces yeah. of, so there's a nice, uh, kind of like scene, uh, almost like scenes, visualizations yeah. of scenes or of set scenes. conceptualizations, yeah. that kind of thing. In yeah. which case you want to show off the length and breadth of a room. So you go fly in the, you know, the back corner or something to see a big wide space. Those were amazing. Yeah. Like um, Rowan's Rowan's lab was going to be a much larger, or at least in this concept art was going to be this huge set. And, and then his, actually, his I machine. don't think it's, it's not far off though. It ended up in the movie. Yeah. Just I on think a they shortened scale, it up a little, yeah. but not a lot. It was, yeah. that one was pretty close to what ultimately got used. Yeah. I, the one that really impressed me, um, I think it was Jared. I won't even try to pronounce his last name, but, um, he did one that was a, a remote controlled trap. So it looked like the original rectangular box trap that we're used to, but it had these like off road RC car wheels on it. Yeah. Uh, that, that was such a cool concept and you can see the ecto in the background of, of that particular one. So, um, it's, it's cool to see the, the answer, the call stuff, uh, juxtaposed with the classic stuff. Like when you're in the VR experience and you've got the classic trap with the, uh, 2016 proton pack 
it's I actually like seeing these things next to each other. I like seeing them uh, in the same world because I feel like they actually do fit together. The more you see yeah. them together, they actually they really work well and complement each other well. So, gee, if only Ghost Core knew a couple of intelligent, research savvy Ghostbusters fans that could gather all these concepts are <laughs> together. <laughs> Along with a nice fat bibliography of various interviews, maybe some new ones. Yeah. Drop in a couple of uh, real good photos of Holtzman, guaranteed you know, <sighs> 10,000 copy minimum to go to start with. Yeah, the art of making only, of Answer the Call. That's it. You know, if only. Yeah. Oh, if only somebody, <laughs> somebody would just. I know. Yeah, well. Maybe. In, in the meantime, there are some fans that are out there that are doing their own zines, which I thought was really cool. Um, I was amazed to find that out, and yeah. mine haven't arrived yet. The minute I found out, I was like, I would like that now, please. Yeah, <laughs> so. so and they're they're working on one right now that they're actually looking for submissions before June 11th. That's the one that's, uh, the purpose of life is to love, uh, which... They're looking for all sorts of stuff. So actually, if you if you want to contribute to that, if you want to know what they're going to contribute, I won't list everything off. But they're looking for stories and anecdotes and and all sorts of of fun things that are uh, Ghostbusters answer the call related. Uh, that let's see, it's sweetwinter.tumblr.com. That's the website you need to go to for all of the submission information. But they need it before June 11th. So uh, go hit that up now uh, before mm-hmm. it's too late. But yeah, these these zines that they're publishing. Maybe that's the way to go. Maybe we just do a an art and making of zine. We'll yeah. get all of the artists' uh, permission and, and do that or something. Just do but, that. Yeah. Um, I immediately, because it got mentioned when I pointed out, I was like, this is fantastic. I thought zines were of the past. And, and, me too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this, I forget her handle on Twitter. I apologize. Maybe it is at Sweetwinter. I don't know. But uh, she pointed out that there's at least two others out there on Etsy. Yeah. I'm like, really? So if you go to Etsy and type in Ghostbusters zine, there's two more answer the calls and one popped up for basically a zine about Ghostbusters from the perspective of Walter Peck. Oh my God, that's brilliant. I didn't see that one. So I bought all three and then I canceled the one because they were like, and we have a deluxe version. And I didn't even really look closely at what that meant. I was like, it's not that much more expensive. I'll get that. Yeah. Because I, th- I think it said, uh, you know, like handcrafted uh, cover or whatever. And I was like, ah, you know, I thought that was like trolls would have a piece of felt art on it, uh, felt art on it. Yeah. And you opened it up and it spits glitter at me or something. I was like, fantastic. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> and then I get a message saying, yeah, I was trying to message you on Etsy and you haven't haven't said anything. So uh, did you want to let me know what character I'm supposed to be sketching on the cover? I'm like, a cover what? sketch. What? It's, oh my God. What? And it's custom. Wow. So I was like, well, Egon, of course. Thank you. I have a growing collection of sketch covers and, and commission sketches uh, with of Egon. So. Oh, that's awesome. The that's, Secret Studio North may have a wall of Egon's at wall some point. Wall of Egon, yeah. I think, I think that needs to be done. I, I, I mean, you know, to steal a, a phrase from said Egon, I thought print was dead. I thought these zines didn't exist anymore. I thought that I places like Tumblr and, and the internet had killed these published zines. Um, so it was very refreshing to see those uh, back. I think, however, if you think back, speaking of the time of year and answer the call, the little blank like yearbook type thing that uh, was at the premiere last year. Right, yeah. was very popular with people. That didn't even contain any real content. That was just a nice, tangible 
you know, cover with some space inside for people to get signatures and slap yeah. stickers in and all that. And they were quite popular. So I think we live in an era where the print on demand or, or average person's access to manufacturing facilities online has gotten so streamlined, so easy and so economical. We've now gone back full circle to people going, well, everybody, anybody can do a website, right? Not everybody's yeah. going to make you something you can put up on your shelf for the rest of the life. And I'm like, fair play. I, yeah. I love that idea. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's also good to see people embracing answer the call in, in this way. You know, it, it, again, it's, it's sort of nostalgic to see all of the things that happened 10, 15 years ago uh, with the original film starting to happen again here. You know, the zines that yeah. were published in the late 80s, uh, early 90s, before we, we all went to Bill's website and things like that. Um, yeah. Just super cool to see history repeating itself, which which I love. The the Holtzman army alone is, is, is capable of generating untold yeah. amounts of printed materials. So. Absolutely, absolutely. So... Um, I think that's all the answer the call oh there uh so the the role-playing game <gasps> stats we didn't talk about Sorry. that yeah not the holtzman army the holtzman hair force the, the holtzman hair force yeah kiss the kiss army the holtzman hair force i think that, that works that let's just like go with that, that. i like that all a right. lot especially given the joke that's in uh issue three um yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> your hair how do you get it to do that <laughs> So, uh, so really quick, the the role playing game uh, cards that you you created those, didn't you, or did somebody else nope. already out there create those? I stumbled upon that, and I think uh, at the time that you and I were speaking, I was in the background trying to find uh, art, fan art online that I could transfer like trace outline onto some wooden uh, dice towers that I have. Right. Yeah. And then I'm going to wood burn Ghostbusters design into them. Cause if uh, the Fraser Valley Ghostbusters uh, are intent as they seem to be on doing some role playing here in secret studio North, I wanted a, I wanted to finally uh, check off one of my long lists of half started, never finished projects and get my, uh, my Ghostbusters themed uh, wooden dice tower up and ready to go. And in doing that, uh, lots of stuff shows up in a Google image search. And in that one, one go, I found somebody had uh, taken the original role-playing games, character sheets and done uh, character sheets and stats for the answer to the call team. And, some cover art from the original uh, role-playing game. It's amazing. And like I said, I, I love that I've been doing this for 20 years, and I still go on Google and find brand new stuff all the yeah. time. Yeah. Well, that reminds me, there was a, a real Ghostbusters art website that just popped up that I saw Paul at Spook Central uh, share. And, and same thing, uh, character uh, like model sheets and things that I had never seen for real Ghostbusters that this guy yeah. has, has now created a new website for. Um so yeah, it's it's cool that, that that material out there is still existing. We can still we can discover it, uh, and we can discover it together, which is was very awesome. But yeah, uh, so now now you have your uh, your stable of characters. You guys are ready to play in Secret Studio. You're ready to go. <laughs> we have the stable answer to the call. I think they want to play a la the uh, Florida Ghostbusters, play as themselves. Uh, okay, well then they've got to come so, up with their own character sheets beforehand. They, exactly. Gotta figure that all but out. I put them out there, and sure enough, there was a couple other people that were like, "Oh, we, you know, we're playing, uh, you know, uh, in the Answer the Call universe. This would have been handy if we had these and all that sort of thing." Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, they're very cool. 
Yeah, very cool. And and again, the the role playing uh, fever continues to spread. It sounds like, um, but. Uh, uh, let's so see. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to get started in the summer. You do it in the evenings when things are cooler, and then when the winter comes and things get colder or you know snowier or wet, you know depending on where you're at, even better. You just keep rolling. Yeah, you're ready for your long campaigns. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so let's see. There's one more item here on the uh, rundown, and it's a follow up to our discussion last week about the uh, Shakespearean translation of Ghostbusters. Uh, <laughs> we. We were, we were saying, we'll do our own audio book. We'll do our, uh, I think you even said that if somebody locally is going to put on the play that you'll, uh, jump on that and I'm wanna, in, yep. you want to do it. Uh, and sure enough, the day after we recorded, uh, we started seeing performances pop up, including one in Toronto, uh, the coincidence men, uh, they're a yes. group of, of second city trained actors who will be performing the ghostbusters interpretation of Shakespeare or the Shakespeare interpretation of ghostbusters forgive me. Uh, and it's going to be happening. It sounds like in July or August tickets go on sale yes. in June. Um, so if you're in the Toronto area, it will be playing at the, uh, Toronto fringe festival. But, yes. uh, now, now to be clear though, this is not the ministers of grace. That just oh, this came is out. not, I thought this was, no, oh. no, no, no. This is a different, uh, interpretation, a different translation. Yes, Andrea of the uh, Ontario Ghostbusters knows one of them and ah. uh, was able to clarify that. No, they and she mentioned that they did it last year too. And I have a vague recollection of this, and I may have mentioned it, but you know, it was just cool. It was yeah. just sort of like the Chicago Fringe thing. Since we're not there to go see it, it's cool. If you're in the city, go see it. Uh, the, whereas <laughs> yeah. the Ministers of Grace, we had the book in hand, and it was like, bah! Yeah, well, and, so, and the timing is curious too. That's why maybe we just sort of. Uh, I connected two and two together and thought, oh, they're they're performing the Ministers of yeah, Grace, uh, Shakespeare. But they're not. But, ah, interesting. Uh, which then okay. begs the question: I'd be very much loved and to to hear or read or see theirs performed, just to compare, right? Like, because sure. now we have yeah. two different Shakespearean minds. Where are they uh, similar? Where do they deviate from each other? Yeah, yeah, translating, not translating. What did we say it was? Uh, Adapting, Ad- yeah, adaptation. That's right. That's what the we came same, up with. the exact yeah. same source movie into Shakespearean. So, huh? Interesting. Mm, well, yeah. if we have uh, we have our Toronto listeners out there, if you can go check it out, uh, you can get tickets at fringetoronto.com dot com, um, and uh, go go see this at the Toronto Fringe uh, Festival because. We want to hear back. We want to hear how it deviates. I mean, if if you have Ministers of Grace, brush up on it before you go and see their performance of it. So you go, oh, that's interesting. That's what they did differently. And then report back to us so that we know. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Prince is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray.
All right. Well, that's uh, that's that's about it for this week, Chris. That's now now uh, full disclosure, everybody. We're actually recording this at a very different time of day uh, than we usually do, and so I think because we have more energy, the the show's actually running pretty lean. We're we're under the hour mark here, so you think uh, that's what it is? When we record late, we ramble more. I maybe maybe that's or maybe we're just more talkative when we record late at night. I don't know. That's the definition of rambling. It's yeah. a, a different version of, but not necessarily ra- like rambling. Okay, I feel like right. we. I think I think we're coherent, at least as coherent as I can be. For That's true. Someone. Although I did I did say felt fart earlier on, so. <laughs> <coughs> That's all right. I mean, that's that's the other thing too. Is uh, the later when we record, um, you know, sometimes you and I are like a beer or two in, or we're sitting having a whiskey or something. And <laughs> now let me tell you guys. Blah, blah, blah. Was that English? Blah, I don't blah. know. I don't. Whereas think, now I think that was it's, you know we're hopped up on caffeine. So yeah, exactly. We're a couple co- uh, coffees in. I had a double espresso. I'm feeling pretty good. That's why I'm like, hey guys, let's keep going. Let's let's keep. I'm, I'm tongue tied, but I'll just keep going. Uh, but. So at any rate, uh, hopefully the the energy on this one felt a little different. Maybe you guys noticed. Maybe you're like, "Wow, what is with them?" I don't. We'll see. What the heck? Yeah, uh, these guys usually it. sound so it. lethargic, and now they're upbeat and have energy and sound like they've actually slept. <laughs> yes, well, fair is fair. Yeah. Uh, we're doing it because uh, I I needed a nap. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and fortunately, fortunately, I did it in a safe place, as opposed to say behind the wheel of a car oh, at yeah, a red light, operating or... heavy machinery or something. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's that's okay. I mean, I, I, if you if you would have not shown up, and I thought, oh man, maybe I'll just record, and then you know I'll just have snoring in the background. That like, guys, Chris is really oh. tired. He needs to sleep. So I'm just, I'm going to do this on my own. But no, save that one for a rainy day. That's fantastic. That's a funny like. Oh, 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 he's turning. He may be awake. No, he's back to sleep. Um, Just a loop of uh, Big Bird. (laughs) (laughs) Or or like the really synthesized one from Ferris Bueller's Day Off that's, uh, you know, we'll we'll have that one. But... (laughs) 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 Well, but at any rate, you... uh... Oh, I love it. I love it. But uh, you're uh, here, so you get to do final thoughts, as opposed to uh, just being a, a snoring, synthesized voice in the there background. We go. Uh, final apologies, slash, you jerk. Uh oh. <laughs> to me, I listened. I listened to last week's episode, and uh, you left in my pretentious notes to your uh, your read. <laughs> it was too funny. It's one thing to be a pretentious jerk; it's another thing to <laughs> let people know I'm a pretentious jerk. No, no, no. It was that was too funny. <laughs> I, I did cut some of our stuff out because, as we sort of joked about, it did run a little long. But uh, that's true. But I, I did love that after after a line read, you're like, "Now, are you accepting notes?" And I was like, "Sure." <laughs> that was great. Can we do one more for safety? <laughs> yeah, I, I left that in. I, I let everybody see how the sausage was made a little bit there. <laughs> I thought Just it was a funny. little. Yeah. No. Uh, that, no real final thought. It's it's beautiful summer out there. Um, we're getting to the swing of uh, summer movie madness, which means, yes, uh, yes. you know, it's lazy days listening to Yes Have Some podcast as they uh, praise slash tear their hair out over the movie that just came out this past <laughs> weekend. Yes. Um, they, they have, it's like 
This week we talk about this, this, and this. And this week we talk this, this, and this. And then this week, it, I forget what it read like, but it, it basically should have been big glowing letters. Giant roundtable intervention about alien covenant. <laughs> so apparently they have something to say about it, and I'm a little worried. I know. I haven't I haven't listened to it because I haven't seen Alien Covenant yet. So exactly. I, I don't want to dive in yet. Then, but, yeah. But yeah, just the way they named it, it's like I I think they've got something to say. Yeah, I, yeah. Exactly. I don't think we're gonna hear much about anything else this week. Oh man, so many summer movies, but at the same time, uh, summer outdoor screenings too. Uh, yeah, which uh, I think Ghostbusters is always one of those perennial favorites for outdoor uh, festival movies, or if they're projecting something on the back of a wall at a at a parking lot or something. Usually, Ghostbusters pops up. So if if you guys do have a screening that's coming up out there, we'll help you boost the signal just let us know just when, let us when know. and where it's happening yeah and we're heading into summer con season too so if you're going to be somewhere and you're raising money or you just want people to come out and say hi I'll let us know about that too yeah. i know shout out to the uh, arizona gvs who are weathering the turbulent uh, storm that is the phoenix comic-con right right, right. Uh, yeah we didn't even get into that at all but uh, yeah n- well mostly because it's not ghostbusters specific but uh, i guess uh, it went from one bad egg to everybody's on edge to uh yeah it's 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 a madhouse uh right now uh, <laughs> uh jeff lewis of uh, yeah, the Arizona. Arizona guys. Yeah, he's been he's, he's he's there and he's been reporting the drama every day. And oh, man. I guess it went from uh, one bad apple led to banning all prop weapons, which led to uh, anybody selling prop weapons. Had there was a whole bunch of new policy changes, mm. which they're bristling over. On top of the fact that. Uh, a turnout was incredibly low on Friday, so they're worried they're not going to make their money, and everybody's oh, tense and yelling yeah. at one another. And now groups are being kicked out, and yeah. well, it's just a bad situation all around. And and it sucks yeah. that it was one bad egg, but at the same time, I'm glad everybody is safe because it sounded like this guy <laughs> was a I was going to say crazy bad person. Egg may be a bit too diminutive. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe yeah. a bit too cutesy for what was going on there. But um, yeah, I did see there was there was somebody out there on Twitter who is you know up at arms about the prop uh, weapon ban and i was like you know but this guy sounds like he was kind of mm, he was dangerous like there, yeah. there there could have been something terrible that happened here so i think in the scheme of things look if you can't bring your pulse rifle uh, for your your cosplay uh just just go have fun still and yeah enjoy my understanding is what this has done has really highlighted that what started out as a serious thing um uh, you know get your your uh props peace bonding and all that has gotten really lax lately yeah yeah and the only way this guy got nabbed was not not anything that the convention because the convention wasn't handling it they had a third party handling uh security and props review and that wasn't uh you know that was as as hard to to you know like hurting cats as it always is in this case he got nabbed not by them but by a friend basically called the police on him yeah somebody saw on twitter that this guy was talking about going to kill one of the power rangers or something Something. yeah so at the end of the day all this is done It, it sucks for now i think in the long run a lot of conventions are going to take a good long hard look at this and they're gonna they're gonna sort that out in advance. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it sucks for now. And- it sucks for now, and uh, you know I, I do understand everybody's viewpoints. Um, it's just 
it's the crazy world we live in now. Uh, but yeah, nobody nobody disagrees that it sucks that you can't bring your props. I mean, everybody yeah, worked hard on them. Yeah. You want to show them off, but at the same time, uh, special circumstances. Maybe you just kind of gotta kind of gotta roll with it, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, if we wanted yeah. to move to a. Uh, uh, a uh, uh, bright shiny highlight uh, two things uh, I finally caught up on the canon it's a podcast I don't know if you're familiar with yes yeah I, they were going to talk about Ghostbusters right they did with Paul Shear. it turns out Paul Shear of the Upright Citizens Brigade and you've seen him in a million and one oh, places yeah, yeah. Uh, loves Ghostbusters basically opened with for some people, it's Star Wars or I forget what the other one or Star Trek. My kid formative movie was Ghostbusters, and then they go in to talk about it. It's very interesting to listen to them. Nice. There are there is a short checklist of things where I'm kind of like I'm yelling at the podcast <laughs> because that's wrong or I have the answer, uh, but it's very interesting to listen to. So that's out now and. We are now, I think I mentioned before that I Was There 2 podcast is on a hiatus with a month's with worth guest of hosts. guest yeah. hosts. We are two in. Both of them are excellent, uh, which means there's two to go, and we haven't hit Ghostbusters yet. So there's every chance that as you listen to this one, uh, today or tomorrow, watch on iTunes for it. To, uh, I think they're on Howl, the Howl Podcast Network, if you okay. subscribe yeah. uh, there. Uh, it's 50-50 that this week will be the week that we do Ghostbusters. And if it's not this week, then we're running a month. It'll be a week later. So I'm excited. It's like, we know it's coming. Yeah, good good people talking about Ghostbusters on, on the podcast. That's always welcome. That's uh, the excitement. Yeah, who is it? I love it. Who's, who's guest host and who is and the what guest that they have about? on? Yeah, right? exactly. Like, um, and I'd love to, I mean, Paul Shear, I, I love that guy. I'd love to hear him talk about Ghostbusters too. Yeah, so, so that's go search for the canon, the, uh, the Ghostbusters episode. Uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty good, pretty cool. Uh, and I love, like I said, to find out that, uh, you know, uh, Paul Shear is one of us, one <laughs> of us, one of us. Uh, awesome. All right. Well, uh, there will be more, uh, Ghostbusters podcasting from us as there always is next week. That's right. uh, so until then next Monday uh, everybody out there stay safe love one another uh, I know that tensions are high uh, for a variety of different reasons just remember that we all we all have uh, common ground we all love the same thing and we're all fans of, of the same property so uh, you know it's just go out there spread a little love I know it sounds really hippy dippy but come on guys uh, try, and try, try to make sure that we know that we're all human beings here <laughs> Hugs do not hurt. Hugs do not hurt. No, they do not. So uh, until next week, we'll see you guys all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. You could be one of my two favorite shows. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmasters. It's a fishing show. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. They want you to love it. Next week, though, careless pets. Weird. Except for bear hugs, they can hurt. Oh, bear hugs do hurt. Did you see? Did you see that thing about? Uh, was it John Boyega just randomly kept going up to Adam Driver on the Star Wars set and hugging him because he's so angsty as a character as Kylo Ren? <laughs> <laughs> no, I missed that. Yeah, hugs, hugs don't hurt, man. Hugs don't hurt, man.